Hi, this is Granite with the Granite Mountain Movie Club. Um, thanks for listening. I'm putting this up front because I, I, I just sat down to edit my most recent conversation with Cool Fraser, and uh, the audio is not very good. Um, I think I had my mic settings not set correctly. And then also we had a few technical difficulties, some internet outages. So there's some parts where the, uh, the edits maybe don't sound very natural. Maybe, maybe it sounds like we're cutting off uh, mid-thought or something. So apologies for that. Uh, otherwise, thanks for listening and uh, please subscribe. This I, YouTube kind of blocks some features and things like that until you have a lot of followers. So uh, please subscribe. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Granite Mountain Movie Club. Um, if you found this show, please subscribe, uh, like, comment, do all that stuff because uh, uh, it's hard to grow a podcast. Now, if you randomly found this show, you, you might be wondering, like, what what are you about to experience? So I'll I'll give the uh, the co-host here, Cool Fraser, an opportunity to to explain what what this show is really. Well, this is the Granite Mountain Movie Club, where we come on here and we talk about movies and pop culture and other things like that. And it's mainly from like a guy perspective, but also like a based guy perspective, because <laughs> we are based here yeah. and red-pilled. <laughs> um, and so we just talk about either movies we like or sometimes movies we don't like. And uh, and you come along for the ride and... Uh, and you can give us recommendations of things to review, and we'll we might do it. Yeah, leave a comment of something you think we should watch and talk about. Um, this episode today will be a little. We do this every every once in a while, where we're not actually talking about a specific movie this time. We're just going to talk about. Um, we're kind of catching up because it's been about a month since we last talked. So. We're there's been about, a lot of, yeah. uh, there's been a lot of streaming shows, so I f- kind of feel like this is the streamy episode. We're gonna go yeah. into all the big streaming shows except the dragon one. Yeah, and then we'll talk. We'll probably we'll probably talk about some upcoming movies too that for for which we've only seen the trailers, but we'll talk about you know our impression at least of the trailer. Yes, we're, we're famous for reviewing movies based off of the trailer. Yeah, which I think is um. I've often said I haven't tested myself, but I think that I bet I could judge pretty accurately, you know, like a Rotten Tomato score based on a, a trailer um, within like five points. I think I could do that because you can I, trailers now, I think, signal so much of how the movie's really going to be that that I think I don't think it's actually uh, wrong to judge a movie by the trailer. Yeah, we love judging things by minimal information. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, let's, uh, well, w- before we jump into it, what, anything, uh, anything interesting, uh, going on in your world? Um, many, many interesting things happening in the, the cool Frasier, uh, household, um, including <laughs> not, uh, oh, I'm a big sumo wrestling fan now. Oh yeah, I, I've seen you talking about sumo. How'd you get into sumo, and what what do people need to know if they want to get into sumo? Okay, if you want to get into sumo, basically YouTube is the place, um, and look up a channel called Don Don, D O N D O N. So that that was one of the first videos I saw. It was it was like 
white sumo wrestler that is small or something. <laughs> and so it was this small white guy that made it to like the top ranks of sumo. And the guy was just like highlighting his style of sumo wrestling. And I, I was like, wait, wait, what's this about? And so, cause I didn't know white guys could be sumos or whatever. And I thought you had to be a big fat guy, <laughs> but he was like, maybe like five, nine and, and like 170 pounds or maybe like something like that. So they have like and a small division. No, no, no. There's no weight divisions in sumo. Oh, I didn't, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's also kind of a cool thing. Cause you can have like a little guy go up against a big guy, but they showed this guy, he was from like the Eastern Europe somewhere. And he, he like just did really good because he had like good wrestling technique. And so he would get these big guys on like these technical things. He never became like the best, but mm-hmm. anyway, so then I got interested in it. Cause I was like, Oh, I didn't know there was technique. I thought it was just kind of like slap them around and push them until they <laughs> fall down. But there's like a lot of technique and cool stuff to get into. So sumo is where it's at. Yeah, and you're you're into martial arts generally. So this... yeah, yeah, we did the martial arts episode. So like, I can recognize uh, you know good martial arts technique when I see it. And I just had never watched sumo before. But but yeah, there's like a lot of judo and jujitsu type moves in it um, that you wouldn't know otherwise. Um, but. But yeah, it's it's a cool sport, and apparently they have six tournaments a year. They're fifteen days long, and they're fun to watch. Who's the top guy right now? There, there's only one Yokozuna. That's the top rank, and he's Teronofuji is his name, and he's Mongolian, and he's like a huge dude. But he's got a bunch of knee injuries, so he might be retiring soon. Oh, so he's Mongolian. How how many of the guys aren't Japanese? So, um, I would say it's like at least fifty percent Japanese, if not more. But mm. there's been a big increase in Mongolian wrestlers because apparently <laughs> Mongolians have their own wrestling that they do that's similar to sumo, kind of. Um, that's called Bach. I know they're really into to like breast milk and wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Like, you may have seen, like, the Mongolian wrestling outfits. They have, like, just sleeves that they wear. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, a bunch of, like, Mongolians found out that they were good at sumo because they're, like, much bigger than Japanese people. And so they've kind of been dominating the sport for the last, like, 20 years. Hmm. <laughs> How do the Japanese feel about that? Not, they don't like it. So they limited it. Well, actually, they did it because there were three uh, USA uh, Yokozuna's in the nineties. Oh, cause they got a bunch of Samoans and Hawaiian dudes. Yeah. And, um, they were like dominating in the nineties. So then they made a rule that each sumo stable, which is kind of like a team kind of mm-hmm. was only allowed to have one foreign born sumo uh, wrestler. Yeah. I have to confess that the, was it Yokozuna? Huh? I, I thought that was a person. I thought that was a guy's name. No, that's a rank. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Because I remember growing up hearing about Yokozuna, and I thought that was just a guy. Yeah, yeah, that's a rank. And so there's only been like 68 of them since, since like the 1300s. Whoa. And so like you can only get it if you're like the best of the best. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, you can start a um, sumo channel. Maybe I will. Uh, there, there's a few 
sumo channels already that are doing like English content. And there's a few like people who will stream the fights and do like commentary on it. So I I feel like I would have to know Japanese to do it though. Yeah. That's but, cool. Well, yeah, um, I'll, I'll probably check out some more sumo then. Yeah. We'll have to watch it. Uh, in my world, I, I just got back from, from traveling and from some family injuries and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, so it's been like a month, I think, since we uh, basically a month since we last talked. Been kind of busy, but uh, yeah, I went to a new part of the United States. We'll we'll talk about it on another episode. I'll go I'll go into it. There's some interesting stuff from it, but a part of the United States I'd never been to. So, uh, but now I have been there, and it's uh, left an impression on me. But wow. uh, with that, let's get into some of the things that we have been watching. I think you've been watching more because I have been. Like I said, traveling and dealing with some injured family members and stuff to helping them out. So uh, where do you want to start? Um, maybe we start with Dem, Dem Rangs, actually, first. <laughs> power, power of Dem Rangs. Oh, loud of Dem Rangs. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Rings of Power I've been watching. And I may have, we may have already talked about it on this. I don't know because, like, uh, we going for a little bit. We but. talked about it kind of before, I think, before it really aired. Um, okay. So we hadn't seen it. So you've, is it over now? The season? It is uh, over. It just finished uh, today. Did you watch the final one today? Yeah, yeah. It, like it came out like last night, technically. So okay. I watched last night. So I, for context, I watched the first two episodes and, uh. I'll give my take real quick just because I only saw those two episodes. Um, You know, there was a controversy going into it, both just around like the legacy of Tolkien and the, like the, the racial culture destroying America. What's that? Woke culture destroying America. Yeah. Like there, there's some, a woke element to it. um, And, you know, they were putting like black people in it, which, you know, is not really consistent with other Tolkien properties um or just like the sort of world building of tolkien um so all that said like you know going into it there was this controversy i watched the first two episodes the main takeaway for me was just that they were not very interesting um so so i just stopped watching i just wasn't gonna keep going but uh i didn't i mean there was some obvious like the first episode had some really overt like girl power moments that were cheesy um and but that's that is the that was the the gravest sin i guess that i saw uh, other than that so but but you've seen the whole thing so i want to hear your take i've seen the whole thing i do think it gets better i'll say that <laughs> than than the first couple episodes because you know it's built off of like the source material is kind of confusing right it's not an actual story right mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like the notes of the backstory of the Lord of the Rings books. Yeah. So there's, there's not like really an explicit story to draw from. That's as polished as something like Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit, where it's like, you've got a main character and you follow them around and, and stuff like that. So in my opinion, the early episodes really suffer just because you're like, who are these people? What's this? What's that? Like, and and not that it's like I'm not oh you you need to know enough Lord of the Rings lore to get it but just like as a story it's kind of like what what are what are we doing like who are we following who are all these things why are we just randomly hopping back and forth to like 
totally different characters doing different things. Yeah. Which is like fine if it if it's done well, which this is really not done that well. So it's kind of like annoying how like confusing and all over the place it is. Mm-hmm. But um, and beyond that, like I would say the dialogue and like the general like feel of it is not so much like, oh, this feels like a real thing. It It just feels like people acting in a fantasy movie which to an extent is okay yeah so i didn't see this like this episode because i had stopped watching but i saw the clip go around where it was like the they were like elves will not replace us or something like that what what was going well, on elves there? will not replace us was an, a photoshop well not no not not literally but like so somebody did photoshop it though it's saying elves will not replace us and they were all doing like a roman salute yeah that was a that was a photoshop wasn't that like an actual story something like a storyline though like there's too many elves or something so and... so yes so basically in numenor which is the um good human kingdom that gondor basically is based off of later on but it's also a, a stand-in in the in the Lord of the Rings lore for Noah and kind of like the flood. So it's it's a land that doesn't exist in Middle Earth. It's kind of separate from it, and it's kind of like the pre, the antediluvian society of men mm-hmm. in in kind of the biblical uh, side of Tolkien stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. May have lost everyone on that, but anyway. <laughs> Um, there's this conflict because there's some people who like elves and some people who don't like elves anymore. And so like, basically the elves set up that town for them. They're like, here you go, humans. You were so good at helping fight this war. We're giving you this cool Island nation Atlantis or whatever. Yeah. And then, so, but then like the elves just ne- disappeared for thousands of years or whatever. And then, in the mo- in the show, Galadriel shows back up. She's the elf, and they're like, "Whoa, elves are bad!" You know, they're they're like Mexicans. No, they don't say <laughs> that. But uh, yeah, there's like a whole emphasis on like they have this like tradesman culture where like you have to get badges, like you have to get merit badges. The elves do? No, the humans. Like, oh, okay. In, on Numenor, like you can't just like be a blacksmith. You have to like get your badge. Yeah, you got to do your apprenticeship. And so then one of the blacksmiths is like, they're going to be better at us at being a blacksmith and take our blacksmithing jobs. So I guess it's supposed to be like fascism or something. But the um, nativism. But the the humans are in the in the narrative of the story. The humans are just overreacting. Well, in well, in the narrative of this story. There's like one guy who who just hates elves for some reason. You don't know why. Um, and in the narrative of like the Tolkien stuff, it's it's Sauron is is turning him against the elves and oh, against and righteousness. Anti-elf rhetoric. Yeah, and and Sauron has kind of like taken the form of, uh, you know, some other. He's like disguised and doing things from behind the scenes and he causes the downfall or the flooding of Numenor or whatever. Okay. That's in the, the the lore, but not in the show. 
Yeah, so you say you say it got better from It gets the... better when the, some of the the storylines start coming together. So it's a little tighter, uh-huh. right? And and so the story of this is quite small in the um the grander story that's being told here. So like not much happens in this and it's kind of just setting it up but the later episodes have kind of like a big battle they have a few smaller battles of orcs and humans and stuff like that so it gets a little more interesting there's some like wizarding stuff happening so so it kind of picks up as it goes along um is um is dumbledore in this one you don't know it's the best I can say for that. <laughs> well, there's a weird guy who falls from the sky and he kind of looks like a wizard. And you're like, right? is this, is this supposed to be Gandalf? But they never say who he is. And then you're just like, who's this guy? So, but, but, um, but yeah, so it's, what's interesting about it. And I've listened to a couple behind the scenes things is they actually want it to fit in Peter Jackson's universe intentionally. So I saw that they have a second season. I think so. Yeah. So like they, they are intending that this world that we're watching leads right up into the, the movies that we saw with, with uh, Elijah Wood, Hmm. which is, which is an interesting choice with like a lot of their, like then it does kind of make the, the consistency a little odd, you know, of like, yeah. Uh, black elves and hobbits and things like that, because it's like, well, what happened to all of them? Yeah. That was a big joke. Even before it aired, people were saying, well, if you're going to, if this is a prequel and you have races that weren't in the later, later stuff, well, how are you going to explain why they're no longer there? Right. Right. And, and, you know, I was giving them a pass because I'm like, hey, this is just a different thing. They can cast whoever they want to cast or whatever. Um, but but yeah, they like there's there's like, for instance, they use the same design of the um, Balrog fire monster. Oh, really? The same exact design as the Peter Jackson movies. So it's like supposed to be in the same universe. Mm. And okay. like the the music guy was like, oh, I. Tr- you know, did the score to sound more like Peter Jackson stuff. So like, they're like referencing directly. Yeah. That's one thing I noticed in those first two episodes is that the, um, I think Howard Shore did the music for the Peter Jackson movies and his stuff, his stuff is to me, it's like iconic. It's like the, what mm-hmm. part of what made those movies work so well is just that the, the score was so, was very good. And in this show, it, it didn't seem very good. It just yeah. it, it seemed like passable, but kind of like stock music. Yeah. And then um, another thing along these lines that I got from a behind the scenes thing is the hobbits are uh, nomadic people at this point called Harfoots. Oh, and yeah. And they have wagons with big round wheels. And they said that they made the wheels of their carts look like the doors on Hobbiton as if like they kind of just settled and used their wheels for their doors. Yeah. So it's like intended to be like directly 
tied to the the Peter Jackson movies, which I feel like is a, the wrong thing to do. But oh well. I saw a headline about Jackson saying he wasn't uh, consulted, as if, as if he wanted to have been. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know he he had he directed the Hobbit movies against his will. No, I didn't. But yeah, we're back from uh, technical difficulties. The last thing I heard was something about Peter Jackson being uh, forced to make the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah, yeah. So he originally wasn't going to do it, and it was supposed to be Guillermo del Toro. Mm. And then uh, he couldn't do it because he had some conflict or something. And then they were like looking for another director, and they brought in Peter Jackson just as like to consult because they had like already like started the the shooting window yeah like they just never found someone so they just made him do it <laughs> yeah guillermo del tormo del del whatever he's yeah. the one he did the uh the fish out of water or whatever his move shape of yeah. water right he was probably busy with fish he's probably doing fish stuff. yeah i think he was doing fish he was it was he was probably hanging out with fish yeah yeah he was under the sea with doing, uh, james yeah. cameron yeah but he's doing like james cameron's doing research but Del Toro's just doing like perverted eating, fish stuff. Fish sticks. Yeah. Um, well, those movies weren't that well received, but it seems like. Um, right. And part of it was like his heart wasn't into it and he didn't really like prepare or plan it. So yeah. he was just kind of like going through the motions. But yeah, I honestly hardly remember them. I, I watched the actual Lord of the Rings trilogy probably, you know, five times each for each movie or more. But. I probably only saw the Hobbit trilogy one time through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. The, my last point on rings of power is if you like Lord of the Rings, I think it's fine. Like the, 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 the Lord of the Rings gone woke isn't so bad other than something I'm going to talk about later, which is there's literally like, well, it's better than some Marvel movies. Cause there are some hot chicks in it. Not that all movies need hot chicks, but it's like, <laughs> why wouldn't you have a hot chick in it? <laughs> and so uh, Galadriel is not hot, even though she could be. And uh, but the 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 healer lady, I feel like she's kind of hot. I don't think I was in. I don't think she's she like the, Lat- the La- Latina lady who's in love with the elf. <laughs> oh, I know who she is. Yeah. 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 Like the same anyway. Mom. Yeah, the single mom. Maybe that's just a me thing. I don't know. (laughs) You could, yeah, weird territory. You could say Uh, Nim would like her. That's all I'll say. No, or JRC. Um, (laughs) But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, like it's just kind of like with Galadriel. She's kind of the worst character, which is sad because the actress is kind of like. I feel like she really like looks like an elf. Yeah, she, and I, I apparently she's too. Welsh, which like one of the elfish elfish languages is based on Welsh. Mm-hmm. And so like I feel like she's like great for it, but they 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 made some odd choices with her that just make her very unlikable. Yeah. Well, so would you? It sounds like um, it sounds oh. like okay. So what they do well is. This is what Rings of Power is, is the first five minute intro to Lord of the Rings where they're like, this is what happened in the past. With yeah, the ring. that's what this is about. Yeah. All <laughs> these five people got minute together. Intro. They made some rings. Sauron came to power. Yep. 
Yep, and then they fought Sauron, cut off the finger, didn't throw it in the mountain, and then fell in the lake. Yeah. Boom. So, like, that's we know the plot, right? But they did a good job, better than another show I'm going to talk about in a little bit, in making that work in a, a show where you want some suspense and you want some kind of unanswered questions and things well, like let's, that. Let's go on to that next one. What's the next one you wanted to get into? Well, She-Hulk. Oh, um, yeah. Well, let's do that one. Let's have that be the last one you talk about. Okay. So, uh, but then uh, you had this other one, Andor. Well, yeah, by contrast, Andor, I'm loving it. It's great. Um, so, Andor, they also spent like an exorbitant amount of money on. Can someone look that up? I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. Okay. Yeah. Look it up while I'm talking. Um, so they, they put a bunch of money into it, but as opposed to Lord of the, the Rings of Power, where sometimes you're like, they spent this much money on it. They spent a billion dollars on this. Like with Andor, I feel like you can really feel it in that. Like the set design is like immaculate. Everything looks like it's was done in the 70s like it looks like a machine like all their computers are like 70s light up led things like that that like don't actually show any information but they're like looking at it as if it's like a super detailed screen but it's just like a blinking light on a clear plastic thing Mm -hmm. and so like i really like that like it's very like retro future it looks like the original star wars um universe you know, it do- doesn't have like that weird CGI polish that like um, the prequels even had and stuff like that, where where it's like this seems like a more high tech than what came after it. It seems like you're in like the 1970s Star Wars world. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that is something that um, like inconsistencies in the tech is something that's always. I mean, it it shouldn't matter, but it but it does. Like I remember when lucas's like prequels came out and it's like this feels like the future but it's a story that's supposed to be in the past right and, like, and then that, they'll they'll excuse it by being like oh well the 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 empire made things get worse yeah but it's like no this just looks like a cgi like 3d rendering of things whereas before it was just like a a blinky tube yeah <laughs> i looked at the, this budget by the way it's estimates uh this is just some i don't know what this is mm-hmm. uh i don't know what site this is it doesn't matter um 15 to 25 million per episode they're saying for andor but 60 million for rings of power yeah but that's a decent amount of money still um so um andor and for those who don't know andor is essentially the prequel to rogue one which was the prequel to uh, the first Star Wars, Star Wars, the first Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, um, and in among like our side of things, uh, Rogue One is kind of regarded as the best of the new Star Wars stuff. And so this is related to that. So, so some people were like, okay, let's give this a shot. Um, it's kind of an odd choice because like nobody really like loved. No one was like Cassian Andor is my favorite Star Wars person, right? Um, but he's like that. That's what they're doing, and and so it's kind of interesting. It's so it's essentially about like the beginnings of the rebellion, 
um, in the Empire. But um, like I said, it's got a really great atmosphere and look to it. Um, there's like droids in it that are like cool and interesting. Um, it doesn't feel like stupid CGI stuff is in it too much. You you actually feel like you're in a world like whereas with these other Star Wars shows, you really feel like you're just on a set that's being projected behind them. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's done much better than the other recent Star Wars stuff like uh, Mandalorian and Boba Fett and Obi Wan. Yeah. And then um, the other thing that's cool about it is when they were like, oh, we're going to do stuff in the Star Wars universe that's not about the Star Wars people. You were like, okay, but so far we've kind of only gotten like Boba Fett and then like Obi-Wan. Like we've gotten, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. We got a new Boba Fett and then we got actual Boba Fett and then we got Obi-Wan. And so... Yeah. Real quick on this, just to give you an idea of where I'm at and something I think is is crazy. So I've seen The Mandalorian. I think I've seen everything they've made under that project. Uh, I kind of like it. I mean, I think it's kind of good. It's like, this is not an original take, but it's kind of like a Western. Like It's kind of huh. like a 60s Western serial television show. Like, you tune in, he's got a new, like, bad, he's got a new little mission. You know, he's got to rob a bank. He's got to do a train heist or something. All right, it's I kind of like it. It's like straightforward and simple. Uh, and there's like the oh, then there's the long, the long arcing story of the baby Yoda. Um, I kind of like that one. And then I saw some of Boba Fett. It was just like very bored. I didn't. I could not find an angle to care about on that one. So I think I only watched like three or four episodes. Yeah, that one is bad and gets worse. And then and then there's Obi Wan, which I've not even checked out. But uh-huh. it's it's crazy to me with Obi-Wan to think that like like if you had told me in before the prequels came out, the you know, the the George Lucas prequels or or even after that, but at some point in the last like fifteen years, if you had told me, Oh, they're gonna do a TV show uh about like Obi-Wan's origins and stuff, and it's like it's gonna just be him being like this cool Jedi guy. And then they're going to make it out of said, Oh, that's going to be amazing. That's going to be like the coolest yeah. star Wars. That's like the perfect star Wars project. Everyone loves Obi-Wan. Everyone wants to uh, know why he, you know what he was doing in between, you know, the fall of Anakin and the yeah, like busting crime rings and who knows. Chopped yeah. What was arm. he up to? But then it's dropped and it's like, I guess I've, you know, some people watched it, but it's like, no one seems to care about it. Like, did, no, did, did, yeah. Didn't make a splash at all. Well, Boba Fett was bad, and I think that soured a lot of people because, like, Mandalorian had had kind of like changed people's tunes a bit. Uh-huh. But you got you get Boba Fett, the best character ever, and also um, I'm stealing this take, but um, you could go into the fact that he's a clone of Jango Fett and that all the people related to him were just the clone troopers who were like cannon fodder. They're essentially like slaves mm-hmm. to the, to the empire or whatever. And he's like one of them. And they could have like delved into like the ethics of uh, slavery in the universe and stuff like that. And um, like, they could have talked a lot more about like, really interesting deep themes with the character of Boba Fett, but instead it was kind of just like he's an old tired guy who's who's all beat up and and he <laughs> gets like some some weird they them people to help fight the, <laughs> the bad guys in the city. 
Yeah. Like, like it really was like nothing. Like they had like no story to tell. It was just kind of like, let's just do some like Star Wars y stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so with Obi Wan, they actually had somewhat of a story to tell, but the main actress uh, of the Black Jedi Hunter was just a terrible actress, or at least she came across as bad. Oh, yeah. We, we kind of talked about this. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And then also the, like, the stuff with Darth Vader looks amazing on, on a 4K TV, right? But then, like, everything else looks like it's a video game. So they just built, like, an Obi-Wan video game and have him kind of meander around a bit. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so it was kind of like, what? And so all of those, as I understand it, though, were either produced or somehow guided by either or both Dave Filoni and John Favreau, right? And mm-hmm. so they kind of have a similar cadence. This one is done by a totally different guy. Um, and... And instead of with the other ones where like a different person directed each episode, so it's like a different film, this is Tony Gilroy all the way through. Um, Andor. Mm -hmm. And so the benefit of that is there is kind of more of like a creative vision to this one. And it's very different from the other Star Wars stuff we've seen, kind of different than everything. Yeah. In that it's much more grounded in reality and like uh, it it's much more about the characters and their interactions. So there's not as much wars in the stars going on in this one. <laughs> Whereas like the previous episode, so Dave Filoni came from doing this Clone Wars cartoon and the Rebels cartoon, right? Which are like CG cartoons for kids where each episode is kind of like, we have either a big lightsaber fight or a big star battle each episode and it's for kids and it's fun. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what the Mandalorian is, right. Where it's like, there's a big action set piece in each one. And then the finale is like the biggest one. And, um, and where like the story is kind of like, ah, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this guy, it sounds like, so it sounds like this guy, uh, Gilroy is already, he's already part of the, like the star Wars family, but this reminds me of a, a video I actually just watched. And I, I can't remember who made this, but it's like a big, um, YouTube content movie guy, but he was, uh, he was talking about empire strikes back and how they brought in. So like, Lucas had done the first movie mm-hmm. and they brought in this other guy, Irvin Kirshner, who's like a, it was just a normal movie director, not like a, I mean, Star Wars was new at this point anyway, so there was no like big Star Wars community, but he came in and he directs Empire and he he like didn't really care about Star Wars itself. Um, like they, there was people saying like on set, he like forgot character names. He forgot who forgot like what a Wookiee was and stuff like that. Um, so he didn't really care about all that stuff. He would he just like was a classic film guy and he just wanted to make a good film. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like a lot of all the, and then they compared this, this video essay I was watching and they compared this to like all the Disney stuff that's coming out in the last 10 years, which is just like, they're just obsessed with the characters. They're like, we have all this IP, like all these, we have like, Oh, yeah, Boba make sure Fett. you get this IP in there. Yeah. We got to do a Boba Fett show. We got to do a Han Solo show. We got to do a, a show about every like side character. And we have to like do all this fan service stuff. And it's like, 
just bring in guys who just care about story or like who just care about making good films or good TV. Yeah. Yeah. And on this so far, there's been mentions of like planets and stuff like fan service in that way. But it's there other than Mon Mothma, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody loves Mon Mothma. um, There's no uh, cameos of anyone that's known in the Star Wars universe. Um, And like they barely even have stormtroopers because they're dealing with like lower level Imperial people who aren't even stormtroopers. And so, um, but like, yeah, so it's kind of refreshing. And and some people I've seen have just said like the dialogue's really well written because it's written as if like people are actually having a conversation. It's not just like, you know, characters saying lines at each other about Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, but like there, there, it's much more like, like for instance, in the first episode, there's like a loveless marriage where the wife kind of hates the husband and the husband and the wife's kind of more on like the rebel side and the husband's just kind of like a lame-o. <laughs> and like, I was like, you know, I've never seen like a marital argument in star Wars, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but like they throw that in there and then like, um, the, the, the thing I was going to bring up about rogue one even is Rogue One was great in the action and stuff like that, and and the cinematography was great. There was a great sense of scale uh, from the director of Godzilla, who also did scale really well in the new Godzilla, um, the first Godzilla. Um, but what was kind of lost is you really didn't care about the characters too much at the end of the movie when it was supposed to be like their tragic deaths. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert for Rogue One. <laughs> Um, like you kind of cared about the girl and Andor, but like the other guys, you really didn't get to know them. Like, even though the Chinese dude was like cool, but they just kind of unceremoniously like kill some people and some of them even die off screen. And you're just like, yeah, I didn't really care about like who was like the, there was like a, you know, a Cuban guy who like had to plug in a cord or something. (laughs) (laughs) And like, you you know, it would have worked had they like spent a bit more time getting us interested in these characters. But in um, in this one, they're they're planning a heist similar to in Rogue One, which is kind of like a Star Wars heist movie. And they actually don't even introduce these characters until like the third or fourth episode. But like there's like this cast of characters and like they're all really well written and you kind of are like invested in like the success or the downfall of these characters even though like they probably didn't even have as much time as, as in rogue one. And um, it's like really well done. All the character stuff is like really well written and you, you are interested in what's happening and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, um, I was not, I was not going to check this out. I, I just sort of, uh, I was checked out of star Wars stuff basically, uh-huh. but, but uh, based on what you're saying, I'll, I'll at least check this out now. Yeah. And, um, the other thing is like it shows like low low level empire people and like some of them are like you know i'm not really into this whole thing i just want to get my promotion and get my money or whatever Mm -hmm. get the the gi bill and then there's like like a sniveling guy like uh butt sniffer guy who's like i'm gonna be i'm gonna do everything right for the empire and like he totally like sucks (laughs) and like 
yeah, there's like cool character stuff like that. And then um, now there is one episode left. So who knows what kind of fan service they're going to throw in. But um, from what I've seen so far, I kind of like it. Now, the argument against it is and from what I talked to my brother, who's kind of like more of just like a bro in his movie tastes. Mm -hmm. And he like loved Rogue One. And he's like, isn't it slow? And I'm like, I guess it is kind of slow. So like, if if you're not interested in just kind of like spending some time in the Star Wars universe, um, then it's probably not for you. But it is pretty well done, and it's 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 a higher level than any of the other uh, Disney shows so far, in my opinion, at least on the writing and and like cinematography and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm interested. Um, let's uh. Let's jump to what was this werewolf thing you're talking about earlier? We don't have to talk about it, but uh, the newest thing Marvel is doing, which relates to the next thing, um, is they are doing special presentations. And the first one they're doing is this one that's called Werewolf by Night. And so what it is, is a 50 minute um short film i guess or something Mm -hmm. like a single episode essentially yeah and it's it's in black and white and it's about a marvel character called werewolf by night it also has an appearance of man thing if you know who man thing is i don't i didn't either but i now know who he is (laughs) um and so it's like marvel monster hunters go out and try to hunt a monster and then uh, one of the characters is the character Werewolf by Night, who is a werewolf, mm. like kind of just a traditional werewolf. But they filmed it and like the werewolf looks like an old 50s werewolf style. Like it's just like a human with a bunch of hair on his face, you know, and maybe yeah. like a fake nose. And then uh, it's all filmed in like black and white, but it has like modern CGI and stuff mixed in there. So it's kind of like an interesting thing, but... Apparently Marvel's just going to start like pumping out some of these things where it's like, we don't know if we want to do a movie yet, but maybe we'll just show this guy and have him show up in a future movie or something. And so, so yeah, they just like introduced a few characters and in this like black and white Halloween special. Yeah. They must just have so much stuff that they got a lot of IP. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then they're just going (laughs) to, just going to make stuff and, So apparently some of the movies that they had announced are going to get like demoted to this, uh, this, uh, special presentation, special presentation thing on Disney plus. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) What what is Marvel doing? I'm going to, I'll, I'll jump into something I was watching and then we can go to that, to the thing we talked about. Uh, so, to take a dark turn there's this <laughs> there's this there's this uh netflix series about the uh, prolific serial killer jeffrey dahmer um there was a lot of like warnings i think not to watch this uh from people online and uh i guess i ended up watching it anyway um I, i'm not really like mm, i'm not like a true crime or serial killer person but i kind of was at one point i mean i, I at least like I guess as like a kid, you know, you go and read all the like Wikipedias or at least back even before, like at the library or something, we'd get books about, you know, about these things. And 
we'd be like, oh, you know, who's the worst serial killer? And we'd, you know, stand around at night and talk about it. Which which serial killer would win in a fight? Yeah, who is the who was the worst? Who was the most evil? Who was like, yeah, who would who would beat all the other ones and stuff? But um so I guess I had enough I had a lot of Remember the serial killer trading cards and like you'd be like, Oh, you got <laughs> you got Dahmer? Well, from from the Dahmer show, if serial killer trading cards are real, I would not be surprised. <laughs> based on some of the other stuff they talk about in the show. Uh so anyway, I, I had this big background in in stuff like this, you know, from like when I was a kid. So I knew all about Dahmer. So I guess I was I guess I gave in. I'm like, all right, I I had read about this a bunch as a kid and a teen and stuff. So I'm going to see what the, how they handled this. And so I would say, I mean, if you're squeamish at all and if this stuff, I mean, this stuff is exploitative and it's like, I don't really know there's any value, you know, social value, I guess, in like telling these stories over and over. Uh, cause it, it probably just makes the families mad. Um, and probably just causes a lot of weirdos to like go and, uh, you know, do like self-guided, well, not even just self-guided. There's actual official tours, people, but people go out and do tours of these sites and they go to the houses where people lived and some of those families still live there and stuff. So, so I'm not, sh- I, I mean, this is like, this is kind of, these are stupid. It's kind of a stupid like thing, right. That, that, that we watch these things and they keep getting made and that there's all this like fandom around it. So that said, I, I watched the thing. It's not like a slasher film or like a, it's not, it's not done as a horror really. I mean, it's done as a sort of a dark and depressing thing. Um, but it is, it's more of a, it's actually kind of just like a slow drama. Uh, and the main, the main issue with it is that it's incredibly slow and you know, Netflix always does this. Um, some of the other streamers I think are a little better about it. Netflix, I think has this thing where they're like, you know, they're, they're trying to keep you on platform. Like if they can get you to watch 10 hours versus eight, that's like a big win for them. Like they just want to keep you there. And so, so this is 10 episodes. It really only to, to tell the amount of story they had to tell, it really only needed to be like, they could have done it in like four. Um, but they just drag things out. They do really, these really long scenes, which are a lot of the show is just concerned with like his, like just how he's feeling at any given moment. Like they, they they really go big on, Dahmer's like state of mind, um, his like how he felt like an outs- an outsider and how he felt alienated. Well, I mean, being a cannibalistic serial killer will do that to you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he was he was um, he was he's kind of an interesting case because he's in a lot of ways he's and this is not unusual for these guys, but he's he at least as portrayed, he's probably low IQ to like mentally deficient. But then he's also clever about how he, you know, would do evil things. But then at the same time, he wasn't like not that clever because he was. Um, he didn't really. The, the show makes it seem like he made very little effort to hide what he was doing, with lots of neighbors and stuff complaining about like sounds and smells and stuff. <laughs> the show really tries to play up the like race angle because he he did primarily target black men, uh, gay black men. He you know he was gay. He'd go to the gay bars and he would. Uh, pick up gay black men and bring them to his like his apartment which was in like a literal crack house serial killers gone woke yeah and then and then he you know he'd kill them and then and then the implication and and, and you know i think this is this is completely legit, legitimate it's just that the show portrays it so so Dahmer, i mean he was getting away with this largely because 
you know, these are rough neighborhoods where people do just people go missing. You know, they either they die from an overdose or something or they um, or they're a victim of some. And this was crime. the 80s during the AIDS thing, right? Yeah, there was uh, I think this I think it was. Yeah, I think it was during his, his later killings, I think, were after AIDS had like really gotten big. Yeah. Uh, but the show kind of like overstates how like conscious he was of that fact, like or. Like he may have noticed that you know in in the inner city or in an urban area he could get away with this stuff, but I, I, he didn't like he didn't he didn't like pick up he didn't read some stats and be like, oh you know these areas are, uh you know he didn't look up FBI crime statistics. Yeah, he's like, oh cops don't care if you do bad things to minorities, um so I I will only kill minorities. It's like it's kind of just it was the easiest easiest thing for him to do. He wasn't like consciously, well maybe he was. Maybe someone can made a comment some true detective or true crime uh, cat lady can write a comment and say I'm wrong. But, uh, and they also show that, I mean, the cops were inept, you know, there was, there's record of people reporting very specific things that should have led to Dahmer's arrest uh, and that the cops like didn't really follow through, but they, but the show like exaggerates that by a lot. And it's like, you, you could just tell the truth and it would, it would look, it would look bad. It would, it would make those cops in the Milwaukee police department look bad, but they exaggerate it by like fivefold. And so it's like, well, you know, you're only mm. kind of hurting yourself for anyone who bothers to like Google this. Um, so, and, and they introduce like this fake character, this a next door neighbor, who's a black woman who, uh, who basically like, they make it seem like she knew what he was doing all along and that she warned the cops a bunch of times, but then you Google it and it's like, not a real lady. She, it's just kind of like, they're, they're just kind of, again, they're just exaggerating. Like how it's like the, the black lady astronaut. Yeah. And, and a big thing they don't, they don't talk about this in the show, but you, I, you know, pulled up some old articles from the early nineties and, and people are like, yeah, we, we suspected something, but, in this neighborhood, we hear gunshots all the time and we hear people screaming all the time and things smell terrible all the time. So like we didn't, we didn't know that anything extra bad was going on with this guy. So did you see the tweet that said if Jeffrey Dahmer was Indian, he never would have got caught. <laughs> I, I didn't see that A one. Black person tweeted it. I did. Yeah. Was that one of the recent uh, yeah. black versus Indian battles? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, I I don't necessarily like recommend this show, but it's also not. Uh, Was it a good show? It's well made. It's well it made, but it's just way too long. Just it's just that that's a lot of these streaming shows. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's way too long. Um, and they just yeah they just take a lot of time on things that aren't that interesting, or they could have just tell or they tell the same part of the story over and over, and it's like. Just uh, just be succinct. They they also do a a lot of um, chronology hopping, but like not uh, for any reason. Like I don't think it makes the story any more interesting, or um, I don't. It just makes it a little more confusing, right? And so, so I'm not sure why they do that. Uh, so anyway, I mean, it's like it's all right. I mean, you don't need to watch it. I watched it for you, uh, I guess. Yeah, we watch thing, things so you don't have to. Put yeah. that at the front of the episode. <laughs> yeah. 
This is the garbage show. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, of our, one of our fans who I don't actually I don't even know if he's a fan. Maybe he's never listened to an episode, but he said he said we pick up the dog poo and put it in your face and say smell it. <laughs> it's not true. I don't I don't agree with that fan. Yeah, I mean, that's not quite. He true. is a fan though. Oh, good. He's a big fan of ours. Uh yeah. So I'll jump it, into one. I'll jump into one more. Then then we can do that last thing. Um, yeah. I rewatched Avatar. Yes, because Makto. Yeah, because there's this new. You know, there's a new one coming out in December, right? Uh huh. So I wanted to. I wanted to revisit the old one. Um, we'll do like a full episode on this later, soon, probably before the 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 new one comes out, or like when the new one comes out. But, um. I'll just say quickly. I mean, like I watched it again. I liked it, but I probably liked it better than when I did than when I watched it. Um, you know, what, what was it come out 15 years ago or something? 12 years ago. Yeah, I, I watched it recently too. And I was like, this isn't bad to, to me. One thing, uh, I know it's not, it's not actually based on a comic book or anything, but to me, it's like, this is actually like a true comic book movie because it's so, it just, it's like so simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and the and the like the emotions that like all the character the various characters have and the motivations of the various characters, they're all pretty one dimensional, you know, except for, you know, Jake Sully. He he's got like conflicted emotions, but everyone else is pretty one dimensional. Like everyone else is like a comic book. Uh, it's like you're just looking at panels of a comic book. And uh, here I am. I'm the bad guy. Yeah, exactly. Like. Oh, I'm the corporate guy who just wants money. I'm the military guy who just wants to like hurt people. Uh, I'm the research lady who just wants to do research and not actually help the corporate people. I'm the Natiri girl who just wants to keep my traditions alive. Yeah, everyone's like very. Jake Sully is the only one who like has really any uh, like change, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, or growth throughout the whole thing. Um. But that's fine. Like, that's fine. It's just like, you know, and a big part of this and and I don't, you know, we'll get into it on the when we actually talk more about this, the whole the we do a Avatar specific episode. But like James Cameron was trying to make something like for the whole world. And it's like he didn't want to have a complex story or anything. He just wanted to make this really cool visual world to live in. And then like people in China and India and everything could watch the movie and not there wouldn't be any chance of any like cultural misunderstanding, like, cause it's all so simple. Um, and that for him, I think the real, he's kind of like a, you know, he's like one of the most reliable money makers in Hollywood, but right. Like every movie he makes is one of the most successful movies of all time. Yeah. So he, but he's also very like, but he's not necessarily like this. He, he doesn't strike me as like this crazy storyteller. Like he doesn't seem mm. to care as much about stories he seems a lot more into technology and like the craft of storytelling. Um, yeah. Well, what about um, Terminator two and aliens? Those are, I think those are like the better examples of like meaningful stories or at least Which Terminator are sequels. 2. Right. And so like he took a world that already exists and kind of like took it to the next level. Yeah. So maybe he'll do that with avatar two. Maybe avatar two will be a lot more. Maybe there'll be a lot more there. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, but most of his stuff, it feels like to me after, after Terminator two, most of his stuff has just been like concerned with like the technicality of like, how do you make it look cool to make this big boat sink or to make avatar or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, yeah, and the next one's going to be a water-based one. Yeah, and he's obsessed so. with water. He loves going underwater. Eating fish sticks with his best buddy, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Uh, he's like, Guillermo, no, you can't do that down here. <laughs> um, Guillermo, stop. <laughs> These fish have rights. <laughs> no means no. Uh, so anyway, that's just a quick way of saying um, I'm... I mean, I still don't think Avatar is it's like not a great movie, really. I mean, I don't like it doesn't like, you know, it doesn't help me explore like depths of, you know, the human existence or anything. But it's uh, mm. but it's OK. It's it's uh, I, I like it more now than I did. And I'm actually a little excited for the new one. Excited. I would say, yeah, I'm excited for, for this Avatar. I, I'm kind of excited just to see like he's been working on it for like 12 years now. Yeah. Like what? What is? You know, he hasn't done anything else in twelve years but work on this movie. So, like, he it better be something. I think, um, and I I could be wrong, but I think I heard that he already they, he he's filmed the third one too. Like they're they're both like I think he's filmed like three more already. Well, they were supposed. I what I heard most recently, and it, I mean, uh-huh. you know, comment if we're wrong. Um, if you're an Avatar cat lady. Um, that's like a big demographic now, by the way. Avatar they like Cat. learned the language and stuff. Yeah. And they speak Navi, but, um, what I heard is that he's filmed, he's like filmed and edited number two. He's filmed number three, or at least like most of it or something. And that four and five, he doesn't plan to make those. He plans oh. for other people to make those. That's and like, so he sees it as like him building this universe and then he's going to let other people explore it. And like some of the other, like I think four and five won't necessarily be about Jake Sully. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, that's where I'm at on avatar. If only I could go to uh, avatar land in Florida and perform yeah. Kamshmi with the living tree. Yeah, have you been to Avatar Land? No, I haven't. Yeah. Um, well, we'll we'll talk about that yeah, we'll when, talk when about we that. do the Avatar episode. Yeah. Um, maybe we could do a GoFundMe to send Cool Fraser to Avatar Land in Orlando. <laughs> that would be like the worst spend <laughs> expenditure of money ever. Uh, I've seen some pretty bad GoFundMe's. Yeah, we should do it though. Yeah. Um, Okay, so that that's me done. Now let's get into that last thing. Okay, we've been hinting at it. What is it? What is this show that I've been watching <laughs> well, that is more, so important? We've more than hinted. We said it, but oh yeah, we'll edit that out. Watched but. all the episodes of She Hulk. That's right, everybody. She Hulk and me. We've seen every episode together. Here we are. At the end, it finally ended. And She-Hulk is over, and I don't have to watch any more episodes. And I hope <laughs> there's no more episodes. But did you? Why did I watch it? Is it good? Did you match with She-Hulk on the Tinder or whatever the in in movie version of Tinder is? Yeah, I did. Sounds like she swiped right. Okay, on so <laughs> what is going on in this show? That's that's kind of the question. Let me tell you real quick what I know about the show, just okay. based on based on the discourse around it. I've not watched any of it. I watched the trailer, which we talked about on this show. But uh, here's what here's my understanding of She-Hulk. She's a lawyer, and somehow she's a Hulk, 
but like that she's only a recent Hulk. Mm-hmm. And but that's like but she's still mostly a lawyer, <laughs> I guess. Uh yep. and she I guess likes hooking up with guys. That's from kind of from the trailer, but also from a clip I saw where I guess some like incels. Have you heard of incels? The um, incel culture. Yeah. So I guess some incels like got a video, a sex tape of her and they played it at like oh, a public man. function where she was and she, she, she freaked out. Okay. That's what I know about She-Hulk is that she has a so, sex tape. Here's the interesting thing about She-Hulk is um, it, when it came out, when the trailer came out, some of the CGI looked so bad and people were like, what is this? You've got <laughs> She-Hulk twerking in a trailer. Oh, that's the other thing I know, the twerking thing. Yeah, and so like people, the Marvel Universe has essentially been one note, right? Um, It's been, you know, there's a there's a superhero, they have a big battle and they win right (laughs) like that's kind of what it is so she hulk comes out now she hulk in the comic books is kind of like a joke character in a way yeah and she's just the the lawyer of the universe right they need they picked her to be a lawyer so she's a lawyer Mm -hmm. and a hulk (laughs) um and so she's kind of like this campy character anyway in the 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 thing but they didn't really explain to the audience come and watch She-Hulk for this funny rom-com drama or rom-com sitcom essentially is what it is. It's like a sitcom. Mm -hmm. They didn't say that at all in like the marketing. And so a bunch of people were like, what is this? This looks like a joke. (laughs) And the answer to it is it is a joke. (laughs) It's intended to be funny and a joke. Now the problem with it though, is they wrote into the, like in like the eighth episode or something like the sixth episode, they reveal that the, the actual enemy in this show are incels who hate the Hulk because she's a woman and she's the Hulk. And they, (laughs) they kind of don't really have a coherent argument against her. So in this last episode, they sneak, say sneak someone into the incel meeting where they're all like, plus she's a woman. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, she is a woman. And they're like agreeing (laughs) with her. So it's like, and being involved in this discourse in general is just kind of funny because it's like the writers wrote the show intending for incels to get mad at it so that they could write that into the, like they knew what the audience reception was going to be of, Mm -hmm. of comic book fans. And they were kind of like, let's make that the villain then. Yeah. And, and so one, I want to know, like, what do you, I feel like a lot of shows have been doing that where they kind of like court controversy on purpose, like Ghostbusters, like since Ghostbusters, basically, uh-huh. people have been like, let's get the nerds mad at us on purpose. Yeah. they, they That's like half of things now. Yeah. What, what is that? Well, it, I, I, I mean, I think I, I, I think I know what it is. I mean, I think it's basically just that, you know, no one. There's just so much internet buzz. Yeah. There's just so much stuff now. Right. Like, yeah, it used to be that people always went and saw the same, like, like on any given weekend, there's like three or four movie options. And it's like, everyone would see like one of those four movies. And it's like, now you got video games, you got streaming, you got 
movies, you got podcasts. Yeah, so much other entertainment options. And it's like they can't they don't have the budget to like actually advertise to the point where anyone would see it. Like mm-hmm. that would cost a lot to like actually to actually advertise all these things because there's just so many of them and you wouldn't you you it just wouldn't break through. So you have to do like this fake controversy stuff. Because that's like that's got to be a cheaper way to get buzz than actually yeah. just buying buying ads. So I, I mean I think it's just buzz. He's just they're just trying to break through any way they can. And it's like any even just um it looks says you're offline. Can you hear I'm me? here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but it's weird. It says you're offline. Yeah, it said disconnected for me too, but I'm I could hear uh, it the whole time. All right. Well this one might be funny when we put it together. But um <laughs> but yeah, I mean I think it's just uh they have to break through somehow and yeah. the fake controversy well, is the easiest and cheapest way to do it. And and so and then also like Okay, so in this last episode, what happens is in, throughout the whole show, She-Hulk talks to the audience, right? Breaks the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. And then in this last episode, um, she's like, "Like, shouldn't this be over already? Oh, there's still more to go? And like, then, then at a certain point, it's kind of like the climax of the show. The incels have stolen her blood because they secretly got someone to sleep with her, <laughs> make her look like a slut. And even though they're in love with her, like it's a whole thing. And yeah. um, they inject themselves with the Hulk serum and start becoming a nerd incel Hulk. And then she's like, wait a second, let me pause this. I don't like this. And so then she Hulk hops into the Disney plus UI. Wait, what? Yes. She, she comes out of the Disney plus uh like video selection screen oh my goodness goes into a different video and says she wants to meet with kevin breaks into the disney plus studios writer room with the actual writers of she hulk uh writing the show and trying to come up with an ending and she's like arguing with them about how dumb the ending is and then they were like well we can't change it because kevin makes all the decisions and then obviously alluding to kevin feige runner of marvel she then makes it into kevin's office and kevin is revealed to be an ai uh robot that makes all the decisions for marvel universe whoa and then she changes the ending (laughs) oh man that was not the original plan it doesn't seem like it and it it's bad and like um like it makes no sense and i'm like maybe these writers just like suck <laughs> or something yeah like it really like there was really like nothing now the thing i will say about she hulk <laughs> despite all of this is as like a romantic comedy it's kind of okay mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you go in thinking i am watching a sitcom then it's kind of okay but like if if you're thinking it's part of the Marvel universe in some important way, it's not. But like a lot of the arguments against it just don't work because like, it's not intending to be a serious thing. So like people being like, this is dumb. It's like, it's intentionally dumb. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what to think about this. It's not great. There's a couple funny jokes to it. And it's kind of like interesting to see a sitcom in the Marvel universe. So, like, I guess that's something, but 
you really don't need to watch it. But it's also like it's bad, but it's not bad for the reasons that most people are saying. Like it's not bad because of like I don't know twerking. <laughs> Twer- yeah, it's not bad because of twerking. The twerking is fine, but like it's bad for other stuff. Wow, I'm sur- that's a uh, that's funny to hear how that how they handled that. Yeah, that yeah, because like- I was like, what is the ending of this? Like, what are they doing? And and so like the whole like you know kind of hinting throughout the season that the the nerds are trying to get her blood or whatever that was just like nope we're not doing that i guess is that in the final episode i might check yeah. out i just want to see how they yeah, like, just watch you could watch the final episode and be fine i want to see how they handle that like fourth wall thing <laughs> she goes into the ui busts out of like her she hulk poster icon yeah and swings into another one do um do like the genuine fans of the show think that that was like cool? You know, I tried to look at some of the response and like it seems like some people are just like well, the problem was like some of the Disney hardcore fans were like the only good part of this is we get to see that Hulk has a son cuz that's like the the dumb reveal at the end is just the Hulk shows up and he's like, "By the way, I have a son now." And so they've got like hulk's son in the show now (laughs) and um and yeah so like that's like (laughs) but like that's the only thing like the people who are positive about disney marvel are saying they liked is that there's the reveal of this new character that they like oh man which is like that's like the worst part of the show (laughs) like (laughs) so the other episode i would say might be worth checking out is they have the netflix daredevil guy show up in it and i actually think they do it fairly well yeah because there's like a romance between she hulk and the daredevil oh interesting so you're um you should touch on this uh other thing we were talking about but on the daredevil thing like that i think it was a video of max landis that you sent Mm -hmm. he's saying like daredevil season three was like really good i don't think i ever saw i think i, saw I didn't season, see it either i think i saw season one and thought it was all right and then i think season two was kind of boring and i don't think i ever came back so i don't i don't know i didn't i don't think i ever saw season three but um but yeah you sent that video about like max land that's his name right max land yeah. he was like commenting on how like sexuality within okay sen- yeah sensuality within marvel is like is very male centric yeah so he so anyway he he has a video that says why doesn't black widow get to be hot that was released after the release of black widow which Mm -hmm. if you watch she's like a spy she's james bond but female right yeah and also her background is she was kind of trained to be like an escort slash killer yeah that's what black widows are yeah but surprisingly she has no uh, romance, no male female contact whatsoever. It's like very platonic. And so he was commenting it on on that, but I had actually had the same idea prior because a couple weeks ago I watched both the Incredible Hulk, so 2008's Edward Norton's Hulk, which is technically in the MCU, uh-huh. but they replaced him with um, uh, Ruffalo. Yeah. And then I also watched the first Iron Man. And the the thing that stood out to me was in the first Iron Man, and I also watched Iron Man 2, there's just parts where there's like a hot girl who's not wearing very much clothing. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's Iron not Man. integral to the story. It's just like, uh, you know, Tony Stark is like, has a hot girl in his bed. Yeah. And he, even when, when, um, black widow is introduced, she's like showing a lot of cleavage and trying to like seduce people as black widow's character would do. And then, um, and then in the incredible Hulk, there's like a scene where he's, uh, in Brazil and there's just like hot Brazilian chicks that like him. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, why are there no hot chicks in Marvel movies anymore? Yeah. And then what Max Landis also pointed out is like in the ne- newest Thor, Thor, you get to see Thor's butt. And like in every male one, like they get them all steroided up. Like even Paul Rudd in Ant-Man has like an ab scene where he's like all sexy. Mm-hmm. And even uh, uh, what's his face? Chris Pratt has like an ab scene when he yeah. was kind of known as a fat guy. And like, there's like a big like gay ab scene in every Marvel movie now, mm-hmm. like where you're supposed to like objectify the man and be like, oh, isn't this guy sexy? And then, um, <laughs> but they just don't do it for women at all. Did you lose me? No, I'm still there. Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell and, us, yeah. Something about. Well, what I've noticed is it's not just Marvel too, because it's almost all movies. Like I was kind of just watching the old, those are old 2008 movies. And it was just like, they used to have hot chicks in movies that were just there to be hot. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, um, just, I guess women who, whose only job is to be attractive, um, have all migrated, I guess, to just social media, like just only fans now. Yeah. It's just easier to just. Like if you just want to make money off of being attractive, I guess it's easier to to just post some pictures every day than it is to actually like go be on a movie and actually have to. I mean, some at that some level, being in a movie is difficult. You got to be somewhere at a certain time and do your lines and all that, and maybe run and jump and maybe get injured. So this is a lot easier. So now, well, and and what's funny is, is throwing back to Rings of Power. I listened to the official. Uh, rings of power podcast and they interviewed the uh galadriel actress mm-hmm. and the woman who runs the podcast because of course it's a woman um says the other thing i loved is uh basically she's like you're not hot in this show which i love <laughs> <laughs> but she's like they there's no like objectification of like you being a female elf that's hot <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, what is this? Like, you just love having hot people pretend they're not hot. And then also on social media, I saw Scarlett Johansson being like, I feel like I was just being used for being hot. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, like, well, didn't you know that? Well, I mean, the 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 easy take there is just, well, you you wouldn't you wouldn't have a career at all. Like right. that's, that's right. Like why anyone cares. You wouldn't have been cared about cat, the like the only reason that people liked you is because you were in that uh, Japanese movie and you were very busty. <laughs> yeah. Like Bill Murray. I mean, that's the easy take, and it, but I don't know what it is about. I get it's an insecurity thing or something, but they, they, they don't want to acknowledge that. But they can have these scenes where men are meant like explicitly meant to appear as sexy and objectified. Right. And that's totally fine, which you would think the, the, the woke progressive thing is it's fine for women as well. 
but it's not anymore. Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder, I mean, what element of this is the audience? Like, um, women who go to these movies don't want to, you know, feel just bad, I guess. Well, <laughs> so, is like me too. Yeah. Like you can't just be like, yeah, we hired this girl cause she's super hot. Well, is there any, any indication that any of this is changing? I don't think so. Well, someone, um, there's like a market void then someone's going to come along well, so like, the only one i can think of and i haven't watched like the more recent ones is fast and the furious has just like a hot chick scene yeah in every um movie where it's like oh here's a bunch of hot chicks dancing for some reason yeah it seems like to me then that there's a there's a there's room in the market someone someone can come along now and be like hey what if I just started making movies a little bit more like they did 20 years ago? Well, you know who it is, is Michael Bay. He's still kind of, I, although with the more recent Transformers, I don't know, but he was doing it with Transformers where it's just like, this is the hot chick. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big thing for him. But, um, but is he still like, what's his last thing he's done? I don't even know. I don't know. Reminds me of a hot chick's room. Have you ever been to a house with a hot chick's room? No, what is that? <laughs> it's just a room with hot chicks in it. <laughs> Never heard of that. No. Uh, oh, I don't know. He's like listed on a bunch of stuff, but producer. Yeah. Yeah, he's not directing anymore. No more he's hot chicks. Directing is hard work. Well, and it's just odd though. <laughs> like and and so yeah, the Marvel universe is very gay now. Yeah. Lots of fan service for for women and gay guys yep well that actually you know the star wars thing going back to star wars like that that was kind of an issue with the basically all the modern yes. like the 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 trilogy with with ray ray skywalker or whatever is like i mean she's not an unattractive person but she's not like she's not the kind of girl that like teenage boys dream about so um which is fine. She didn't have to be, but uh, those movies just didn't have any sort of like romantic tension or mm-hmm. anything. Like the the old ones did. You know, there was like well, the, the second one did, but then they ruined it. Which which aspect was where that? he she saw a shirtless Kylo Ren and they oh yeah yeah that there was a little bit of that, but she it was more for Kylo Ren. It was more women were in love with Kylo Ren, not yeah, him. and she just is not a good conduit for that. Like. Um, but like, uh, but the old Star Wars movies, and the, the, well, even were... Princess Leia, who's like a badass female character or whatever, she's yeah. she gets in a bikini for Job of the Hut. Yeah, well, and even and even that aside, like they they had um, they just had like that tension there between like yeah. the love triangle and all that stuff, and they and they tried to recreate some of that in the new one, but but like not very just, well. Yeah, it wasn't not... consistent either it's not believable that these people and there was also just a lack of like, it didn't that the main trio in the new one, uh, Oscar Isaac and um, Boyega and the girl, like they didn't really seem like a friend group. Like they didn't seem like mm-hmm. three people that would actually spend any time together. Whereas like Luke Han and Leia kind of did. And uh, that they, like they seem like they might date each other, but like this new one just didn't, just didn't have it. They just have that energy. And I don't know if they wanted it and just couldn't get it or they just didn't see it as important. Yeah, it's almost like they feel like they can't 
have a woman be of sexual interest to the viewer. Yeah, which is odd. Yeah, and maybe 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 I'm I was saying like that there's a space in the market someone can come and fill that, but but maybe not because because it's just gone other places. Like people get that somewhere else now. So Yeah, maybe it would seem like antiquated. <laughs> Although like. I did see that um what's her name? Sydney Sweeney is doing a Barbarella make remake. Okay. Uh which I don't really know anything about um uh Barbarella, but I looked it up and it's like some sort of superhero or or space opera. I don't really know what it is. But anyway, it's a lady in not a lot of clothes. So uh Maybe that's coming back. We're back, boys. We're back. Yeah. yeah what is anyway? We'll we'll leave it at that. We had yeah. those like trailers. We won't bother with that right now. Um, we went on <laughs> long enough, but uh, but yeah, we're back. Um, they're putting a blonde girl in a movie again. We're gonna see how that goes. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, movies are bad now. Uh, Andor kind of being the exception of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although okay, yeah, I might, I might, I might watch this Andor. I, I'm enjoying it. There's one more episode. We'll see how it goes. They'll probably just have like Baby Yoda show up with a double-sided orange lightsaber, and it'll be like <laughs> ruin the whole thing. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks for joining. Anyone who's listening, um, don't forget to subscribe, or else uh, I will get. Um, I'll get in trouble or something. (laughs) Something bad will happen to me. Subscribe or else I'll break my ankle. Yeah. Donate to the um, cool Frasier GoFundMe. Send Frasier to, to what's the name of the planet? Uh, uh, Pandora. Pandora. The floating mountains of Pandora. You're the new um, avatar expert. I used to be with my Taruk Makto references. Yeah. All right. Peace out, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Bye, everybody.